Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now, he told a parable to those who were invited. When he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, doesn't Jesus' parable from the Gospel of Luke this morning sound just like a junior high lunchroom? (laughs) It really does. It sounds like a lunchroom in junior high where everyone is ranked from lowest, the lowest table to the highest table. You know what I'm talking about. The lowest table in the junior high lunchroom are those tables that consist of the geeks and the rejects. And those highest tables, well, they contain those jocks and all the pretty girls. And so each and every day in junior high, kids, uh, tragically, kids are ranked from high to low. Everyone wants to sit with the jocks and the pretty girls, and no one wants to sit with the geeks and the rejects. But nonetheless, they all have to choose a seat. They all have to be ranked in that junior high lunchroom. Now, if a student is doing well, perhaps in sports, maybe catching a football pass or dating a new popular girl, well, they can then move up to a higher table. But if a student student says something embarrassing or acted a way that would be considered not cool, well, they have to move down to a lower table. To the point, every table from high to low has a rank, and every person is ranked from high to low as well. 
Youth are very much into ranking everyone and everything. And by the way, you parents, not very high on this ranking, just to make sure you know that. But us adults, though, we're no different. We really aren't. We like to rank everything as well. Yes, everything, including ourselves. From the houses we buy, to the clothes that we wear, to the cars that we drive, to the schools we attend, to the farm equipment we, we use, to the jobs we have, and even the churches that we attend, we Americans rank everything from high to low. And get this, once everything is ranked from high to low, once we have that all ranking, all figured out, well, we Americans, we want everything at the top. We certainly do. We want to live in the best parts of town with the newest looking car and the most fashionable clothing while our kids go to the most prestigious schools, the schools of influence, while attending the hippest and the coolest church where all the movers and shakers attend. And to accomplish this, to make this happen, we try not to look weak. We try to look confident. We hide our failures. We actually max out those credit cards to buy the best and the latest things. And we actually put on metaphoric masks, yes, masks that we wear to pretend that we're something grand, something special, to hide our blemishes, to hide our failures. Now, keep in mind that we do not all rank things the same way, though, for we sometimes value certain things more than others. For example, farmers, well, I can tell you for sure, farmers really don't care about wearing fashionable clothing. They don't care. They don't rank clothing, obviously. But they will certainly rank each other and their farms, building large Quonsets to store the most advanced and the newest combine. And unlike farmers, well, soccer moms in suburban cities, well, they don't rank with a Quonset and a tractor, but they will certainly rank their families by trying to outdo each other as they volunteer for their kids' activities, while at the same time subtly bragging about their new house and their new kitchen set and their new flooring. Men, you're not off the hook. We're the easy target. You see, men, if we're not strutting around like a rooster with our flex muscles and puffed out chests, well, men, we're always comparing our toys, accumulating the newest guns, the fastest cars, or the best pickups. Again, all of us were constantly ranking. And so, dear friends, some things never change. They never change for humanity. For this ranking is exactly what Jesus was confronting in our reading from the Gospel of Luke this morning. You see, the Pharisees that Jesus confronted in our reading from this morning's Gospel reading, these Pharisees, they were always trying to be in the seats of honor to be the most important person in the room. And when Jesus showed up that day at that leader's house, well, the Pharisees, they struggled. Oh, did they struggle. In other words, Jesus, he threatened their ranking system. You see, they perceived Jesus as one who might steal their spot, take their spot of glory at the head of the table. However, what they did not realize is that Jesus did not care. He did not care what seat he sat in. The reason being, Jesus never was motivated in his ministry by pride or things such as fear or coveting. You see, dear friends, this is all really such a mess. We really make a mess of this. Think about this a bit more with me. 
we fear sitting at those low tables ranked at the bottom because we fear being left out or rejected by others. We fear being weak. We fear being looked down upon. And we fear that we won't be recognized for our imagined greatness. And those high tables up high, well, our pride can get the best of us. And we can think that we have earned those high tables, that we're more important or better than those low people beneath us. And so to sit at those prestigious tables, those tables up high, well, we know that we need to be great. And so we begin to pretend that we're awesome. We elevate ourselves to rank number one while hiding our faults and exalting our strengths. And then once we're puffed up, well, we sit in those high tables with elevated noses and smug faces, shaking our heads with disgust and gossiping about those who are lesser than us. Now, maybe perhaps you are wise enough not to give way to the foolishness of pride. Maybe you have a good check on your ego as well. Well, if you do, be careful of something else, and that is called this, coveting. You see, if we're not guilty of fear or pride, a covetous mindset can actually take root ever so slightly in our minds. And it says this to us. We look off into the distance and we see those high, lofty seats and those sitting up there. And we say, if I could only, if, man, if I could only get to the top, if only I could get to the biggest and the best stuff, then I would obtain true bliss. If I could be up there at that spot in that position with that kind of happiness, then I can truly be happy and I can have contentment. Dear friends, listen up. What an absolute mess we are. I hate to say, I hate to be blunt that way, but this is, this, is just a, this is just a mess. Our pride, it actually blinds us. Our fear, it paralyzes us with the thought of rejection at the bottom of the rank. And our covetousness keeps us dreaming, often dreaming, looking off into the distance, wanting to be at the top while ignoring what is right before us. You see, if we let pride and fear and covetousness have their way, we will always seek to be at the top of the rank. If we let pride and fear and covetousness have their way, we will always rank everything, tossing others below us, striving for that which is above us, while jumping back and forth from fear to pride to covetousness, and then back to fear and pride and covetousness, and around and around we go. Trust me, it is an endless circle of being afraid of the bottom, being prideful for the top, and then dreaming for the top, and then doing it all over again and again and again. What a sick existence. What a misery. What misery. Always trying to rank ourselves, seeking and fighting and striving and worrying and huffing and puffing. Oh, my friends, this is not freedom. It's not healthy. But it is utter bondage. And yet we all do it. We all do it, including me. We all do it. Just look around. We see this everywhere with everybody playing the same game. Baptized saints, quite simply, knock it off. Yes, knock it off. The reason being, this is not who you are. The kingdom of God does not operate based on pride. It does not operate with fear or coveting, coveting itself. 
The kingdom of God is not about ranking as if some people have a little more Jesus than others. And so if you worry about being at the end of the rank, don't. If you worry about being alone, don't. If you are worried about being a loser, don't. If you're constantly dreaming about contentment at the top, stop. If you're consumed with pride, twisted with a thousand emotions, always comparing, always ranking, and always looking at your status among others, give it a break. If you're more interested in acquiring rank than receiving righteousness, repent. Yes, repent. Baptized saints, being a Christian is actually not that complicated. It's quite simple. You see, there is no rank before Christ. Either you are righteous in Jesus or you are not. It is that simple. And so everyone, one and all, we must repent. Every single one of us must repent and hear the good news. Jesus does not do the whole rank thing. He does the opposite. Consider this. Jesus, he, he set aside his rank of his deity and took on the status of a slave. In his birth, Jesus did not claim any special rank. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life so that he might descend so low in the rank by dying on the cross that you might never escape his forgiveness. You are in Christ, and with Christ you have complete righteousness. God be praised. Dear friends, one and all, hear this loud and clear. Rank does not matter for Christ. Rank does not matter for Christ. In Christ, there are no divisions. There are no ranks of righteousness. In Christ, there is no hierarchy of forgiveness. In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female, and there certainly is not jockeying for position in Christ. It's quite simple. In Christ, you are in Christ. And that is it. And the good news of the gospel is that is enough for us as his baptized saints. And so if you sit in a high table or at a low table, it does not matter. If you sit with the jocks or the geeks, it does not matter. If you have a nice car or a junky car, it does not matter. If you live in a mansion or a shed, it does not matter. It does not matter because you are in Christ, and Christ is what matters, not what seat you sit in or the ranking of your life. In fact, when you are in Christ, you need not walk all around with high and mighty attitude, with a high and mighty attitude, but you can be completely and totally free to sit at the lowest place, to simply love anyone else above you. Because of Christ, you are content to simply be yourself. And if you do have high rank, here's the thing, if you do have high rank, in Christ, you know that your rank is not intended for bolstering yourself, but your rank is intended to be used for the service and the blessing of your neighbor in need to give good gifts, to use perhaps authority to bless, to encourage, to serve thy neighbor. In Jesus, there's no rank. You're in Christ, and that is enough. In Christ, you are in Christ, 
And indeed, that is enough. No rank, no hierarchy, just forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.